Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Jehovah God abides in We are standing in His presence on holy ground Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place I can feel His mighty power and His grace I feel the brush of angels I see glory on His face Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place Surely the presence of the Lord in this place I can feel His mighty power And His grace I feel the brush of angels' wings I see glory on His face the presence of the Lord is Holy Spirit, tonight visit us in a mighty way. Dispatch the heavenly host of angels to minister as your word comes forth. I humble myself before you. 
let every giftings that you have put in me be made manifest tonight. Let everybody under the sound of my voice be blessed tonight. Thank you for your leading. Thank you for your prompting. And thank you for your will. Let everybody under the sound of my voice receive a mighty touch tonight. To you be glory, to you be praise tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a better Amen. My status is changing. There's no more decline. I'm on my way to better days. My status is changed. No more decline. No more decline. I'm on my way. I'm on my way, way to better days. Let's take it one changing. more time. My status is changed. No more decline. No more decline. I'm on my way. I'm on my way to better days. Sing I'm again. on my way. Status is changing. My status is changing. No more decline. No more decline. I'm on my way. I'm on my way to better days. Sing, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Your hands to better days. I'm on my way. You said both. My year of greatness. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Hey, hey, to better For the last time, I'm, I'm on, on my, my way. way. I'm on my way. My year of greatness. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Hey, to better days. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of you are on your way to better days? We are tired of horrible days. We are tired of low reputation and low status. God is changing our story. And he's bringing us into better days. Put your hands together for Jesus. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. I'm excited to be here. And I bring you greetings from our pastor and bishop, Bishop Larry Odonko. I, I was in contact with him yesterday, today. He said last night they had a powerful time in Malawi. And I believe tonight will be no exception. He's a man anointed with the Spirit of God. 
And you can see the anointing on his life. The anointing on his life is palpable. No, if you come to church here, you have to get a distinction in English. At least. That's for English. Yeah. It's palpable. Tell your neighbor, palpable. Now, careful, it's not pap. I said palpable. Hallelujah. So tonight, you can, you, can, you can almost hold it. You can almost touch it. That's what it means. Okay, yeah, it's tangible. To use a common word, you can use the word tangible. Yeah. That's how life is. All right. Well, tonight, I want to share with you for maybe some 40, 45 minutes, God willing. On what I started sharing yesterday, we are also blessed to have one of my dear families from our church in Rambeck worshiping with us tonight. Mrs. Gazikwa, Joanna Gazikwa, and her family. Please give us a wave if, if you don't mind. They are worshiping with us. All the way from Rambeck, Johannesburg. You don't know Rambeck. Rambeck is where they make the rand. And they send it to the rest of us. Alright. Yeah, it's a, it's a mighty church. It's the seat of the Bishop Emmanuel Clufio. Um, it's a fantastic church, I always say. There are more cars than church members. If you are in the church, you don't have a car, you are a first-timer. People come to church, they drive, their husband drives to church, the wife drives to church, and the children also drive to church. This woman is part of that type of family. (laughs) It will happen to you in the name of Jesus. I don't think you believe. If you believe it, shout your loudest, Amen. One of my dreams is for my children, as soon as they can drive, to buy them a car so that they can drive. They just go, where they, wherever they want to go, they just drive and go. That's all. Yeah, it's one of my dreams. Yeah. And I want them to be 27 before. They are not Nelson Mandela. They don't have to go to prison 27 years before. Hallelujah. So, Joanna, it's good to see you. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I believe you are doing well. Amen. Usually when the pastor is about to preach and he's talking a lot, it means he doesn't have anything to preach. So, let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. Bible says the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to us who are saved, it is the power of God. Hallelujah. The convention is themed the power of the cross. And we are looking at the power that the cross releases. And Paul tells us, which I explained to you yesterday, he said, when you preach about the cross, to them who are perishing is foolishness. Which is, when you read the next verse 90, the Bible says, he, God has confounded the wise or the wisdom of the world. So, he's talking about people who see things and relate to things on a worldly level. And he says to, and those people are unbelievers and they are perishing. And he says, those people, the cross and what it stands for to them is foolishness. 
And I told you the cross stands for sacrifice. Losing something. Giving up something. Not gaining something. Anytime Jesus did not go to the cross to gain something. He went to the cross to lose something. Hallelujah. And the Bible is saying that when you look at unbelievers, when you talk about the cross, it's foolishness to them. That's why Paul said in Romans 16, 1, 16, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's like, to preach it, everybody around you would think that you are foolish. When a young man who has finished school or a young man in school, you, are, you have this beautiful yellow bone girl and you have decided that you will not go into fornication, but rather you will marry, you will keep yourself till marriage. Then your friends will look at you and say that you are slow. You are slow because if you were quick, you will hit at the same time. They will even give you an advice that how do you know that it works? Unless you take it for it. They even say, if you don't take a car for a test drive, how do you know that it works? And these high-faluting and high-sounding ideas and very appealing ideas, when you listen to them, you begin to feel foolish. Because, I mean, think about it. I mean, Spamandla, I mean, think about it. If your friends are to tell you, I mean, that you, I mean, won't you test drive before, will you, you're, you're not, you have an Audi, is that not so? Yeah, nice car. Did you not take it for a test drive before you bought it? Uh, so why don't you, to make sure that everything works, the gears work, the knobs work, every, every button work, the Bluetooth is working, the air conditioner is working, the radiator works, the alternator works, the tires are, the shocks are good. So they say, also this girl, you have to check and see whether her shocks are good. You have to test and see if her suspension is in place. Whether she has a good suspension or not. You have to test and see whether when you step on the accelerator, there will be a response. When you rev the engine, what sound it will make? And most importantly, you have to check if the power steering works. You have to sit in it and ride it and be going don 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 don. So immediately a Christian brother that you have decided to keep yourself or a Christian sister that you have decided to keep yourself for the sake of Christ, you begin to feel foolish. You begin to feel queer. You begin to feel chaotic. It's like, who am I? What am I even thinking? It's Pastor Shiov. I met a lady, she told me, those, we were talking about wearing long skirts. Now, this girl, she can wear, I mean, skimpy skirts. If you talk about, do you understand skimpy? Skimpy skirts. Now, ladies, look. You can look, fly like a bird from the Philippines. 
without compromising your integrity and your worth. Let me ask you a question. Do you see the clothes that are on display? Do you, see, do, do you know nobody buys them? No, this is the mannequin challenge because I'm talking about a mannequin. The clothes that the mannequins wear, you, we don't, have, have you gone to buy them before? Because we showcase them. We always go in and choose. People tag them. Eh? Eh? Oh, hey. And then people with dirty fingers, they are all touching them. Then people try them on. Then they put them back. When you get your size, you say, give me the one in the box. Go and bring me the one from the box. Think about it. So, yes, in the name of I want to look fly, it doesn't mean you should just showcase all your precious jewels. Just let let it be known unto you as you flaunt them around and you throw them in our faces. All we are saying is that in the day of purchase, we are not going to purchase this one. We'll look at it. See, oh wow. Wow, what are these mangoes which are moving in the atmosphere? Unprotected mangoes. They are very yellow. They, they look ripe. But believe you me, you're sincerely. I've never lied to you before. When it's time to buy, we will never buy it. When we are buying, we want one that is in the rubber. That will tear it. We call it tear rubber. Yeah. So, when you don't dress like that. I, I was talking about a girl. Why did you come? I think it's... You confuse me. I was talking about a girl. She wears skimpy skirt. We see that. Look, let you get a long skirt. Let it come at least to your knee. Sacrifice so that the brothers can be holy in the church. And it's also the same price. Whether you buy half of it or the full dress, it's the same price. She told me that you see these things, it was in our time, those days, long time ago in Bethlehem, when I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I said, ladies, you can look fly like a bird from where? The Philippines, without compromising your self value. Yeah. I mean, a dress that you always have to adjust. Why are we talking about dresses on a Thursday evening? A dress that you always have to help it down. It doesn't obey the laws of gravity. That's a very stubborn skirt. An extremely stubborn skirt. That doesn't obey the laws of gravity. Hey! What a shock. So the preaching of the cross... It's foolishness to your normal person. But to us who believe, Bible says it's the power of God. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. Now, if this, I told you so many things yesterday for the sake of time, I can't say it today. But if 
preaching of the cross or sacrifice is foolishness, then why should we sacrifice? This, this, this morning I had a dream. In the dream, God asked me to tell you what it will benefit you. This is not actually, today I was going to preach about people who are against the sacrifice. But God asked me to tell you what sacrifice will do for you. Yeah, what sacrifice will do. The benefits you will get from sacrifice. The first thing that happens when we sacrifice is that power is released. Just from this scripture we have read, the Bible says, for us that believe, don't is the power of God. It's the, as soon as you sacrifice, the next thing that happens is that power is released. Power is released. Power is released. Jesus, when he was going, well, after he, he, he died, after he, he sacrificed, yesterday we looked at Jesus, you all remember that he gave up his reputation. He took on the form of a servant. He became a man. And then he obeyed, he humbled himself and obeyed death. Even the, a curse, an accursed type of death. He died like a thief. No wonder he says, I will come like a thief at night. Then God exalted him. Now, when Jesus died, after he rose, he called his disciples for a meeting. He had a revelation he wanted to share with them. They all didn't know. So when they were happy, I mean, if you, had, if you have somebody who has died and you hear that he has risen from the dead, I mean, let's put away fear that you ran away, but I mean, he has risen from the dead. You'll be happy to see him. They were very happy to go and meet him. When they met him, he said, I have news for you. I have something I need to tell you. Matthew 28, he said to them, verse 18, he said, and Jesus came and spake unto them and said, all power, or all authority, all power is given under heaven is given unto me. He, told, he explained, he said, this is what has changed. The dying that I died, the sacrifice that I did, what has actually happened to me? I'm still the Jesus that you know. But something has been given to me. That thing that has been given to me is power. Not just power, but all power. He said, all power has been given to me. You cannot have power unless you sacrifice. This church we are in, I don't have any power in this church. Until I've sacrificed. Yeah. Until I sacrifice. I mean, when I say this, I mean this four walls that we are standing. Until I sacrifice. It's when I sacrifice, then I'll have power in this church. But in the lighthouse system, I have power. Why? Because many years ago, my parents sent me to university. I could have become a footballer. I could have become a drug dealer. I could have done anything my parents sent me to invest in. Lord have mercy. <laughs> when I finished university, I said, okay, I put two and two together. I said, okay, I've changed my mind. I want to go and, li- I want to go and live in England. I packed my things. I didn't have a lot of things. I just packed it into one bag. I jumped on British Airways and I went to England. I was in England for almost a year when a certain man called Bishop Daddy Ward Mills, he came to meet me. He said he's having a camp. I said, who said you should do this camp? Because just before I left, he called me for a camp. I didn't go. 
I didn't go because I knew that when I go, he would convince me not to go where I'm going. Yeah, that was the first ever Alos camp. I didn't go. Then he came to catch me in Wales. I remember so clearly as though it was yesterday, Valentine's Day. He stood with me in the snow. It was freezing cold. We stood in the snow for about one and a half hours. And he was talking. At the point, his wife was feeling bad for the two of us. So he, she came out and she advised us. She said, look, it's cold. Come inside and talk. And you know what he said? He said, I want him to freeze so that he would never forget this conversation. <laughs> Up to today, I have never forgotten this conversation. From that day, I decided that enough of my own dreams, I'll just follow what God wants me to do. I'll just follow. Yeah. That was, I think, 2002 or something. September 11th was what? 2001. So 2002. Yeah. Since then, I stop whatever I'm doing. If I get a contract in China, I won't go. If I get a contract in Korea, I won't go. In America, I won't go. Anywhere I won't go. I just follow what God says I should follow. I've lost so many things by following it. Yeah. So many places I could be. When I want to travel, somebody has to allow me to travel. I mean, a grown-up man like myself with beard. I mean, I have beard. I just shaved it. I just don't have side bends, but I have beard. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 no, 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 no. I have it. I cut it every day. Yeah. Because I don't want to become like Donet. Anyway. My God. When I married my wife, she was a pharmacist. She was not now becoming a pharmacist. And by the way, a pharmacist is not a pharmacist. It's a pharmacist. No, I need to make it clear. One day I was preaching somewhere and I said, a pharmacist. Then the interpreter said, a pharmacistant. So from that day I started to make it clear. For the 14, 15 years we have been married, she has not practiced for maybe about, how long have you been practicing since? I did a, word, a wedding for you. Okay. No, I had a wedding and I invited her. For majority of the 15 years that she has been qualified, she has practiced less than half of it. Just because of... I mean, she was just working. I told her, you know something? The bishop says we should go to Peter Mary's bed. So go and tell your boss that it is finished. Don't wait till Good Friday. Tell him now that it is finished. The boss begs, stay, say it is finished. Pack your things. You, you are back to unemployment. That's why. Praveen. That's why I have power today. If you also sacrifice, you have power. You have power. You have married your husband. He's not such a nice guy. He doesn't even know how to walk straight. He's walking all over the place. You sacrifice. You make him a gentleman. You have power there. 
Yeah, you have. If he's a good man, every day he say, "You see my wife. Hmm, don't joke with her, okay? You see my, don't joke with her. Don't, no matter what skimpy skirt moves around, he remembers back in the day he was a bushman, and you te- he can't even buy flowers, and you turn him into a nice man. The, the, the struggle heroes who went to prison and went to Robin Island, they are the people who have power in the country today. Some of them, you don't know them, they are quiet, but they have the power. The rant goes through them before it comes to us. Because they sacrificed. They sacrificed. If you sacrifice, power will be released to us. Those of you who are doing churches, minister shepherds, if you sacrifice at that place, you will build a big church and people will start to follow you. You have power. That's when you have power to tell people, do this. Stop this. Stop smoking. The person has been smoking for seven years. Has a doctorate in smoking. Then you come and say, stop it. Yeah. 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 If you sacrifice. When it time sacrifice comes, the next thing that comes is power. He says, because all power is given to me, verse 19 says, therefore go ye into the world and make disciples. He said, based on the fact that power, from that day he started to send them. He said, first he was just sending them to the neighborhood. Sometimes when you are with people, out of respect, when you send them, they go. But if you think you have power, try and send somebody from here to Cape Town and see if they will go. Yeah, Riches Bay, just here, even just outside here, and see if they will go. You can send them to Long Market. But after long market, but he was sending them to around them, around where the area, as soon as he died and all power was given to him, he said, now go, now they're sending, I'm sending, I'm sending you into all nations. All nations means all this. Egypt, Timbuktu, I mean, everywhere, God. Nobody even complained. He said, baptizing them and teaching them to do whatsoever. I've told you. Then he said your favorite scripture in verse 20. He said, Lo, I'm with you. Always. Yeah, Lo. Then he remembered Zacchaeus. So he said, Oh, Lo, I'm with you. Always. Power, power, power. The church will be filled with so much power if we have people who are ready to sacrifice to build a church. Sacrifice and let's build a church. There'll be so much power in our lives that we can't even contain. Number two, when you sacrifice, you become fruitful. Sacrifice leads to fruitfulness. Any group of people who sacrifice, they become to be fruitful is to be profitable. You become profitable at anything you are. You start a business, you are ready to sacrifice, you become profitable. Sometimes you start something, something small you have started. The first money brings you have going to buy a mobile phone which you cannot even use. A friend of mine, he has bought a car, 400,000, he cannot drive it. Yeah. And he has bought a car, cash, he can't drive it. Yours is a loan, his is a a cash. Cash, I've gone to see the car myself. He can't, the car is still with the dealers, he can't take it out. Yeah, you understand. That's how life is. You have gone to buy a mobile phone. You don't even you don't even understand the application. The mobile phone, even the mobile phone itself, doesn't understand itself. 
Yeah, the mobile phone is called Who are you or who are we? They, they are yet to discover themselves. They, they are saying, who are we? You can't even use it. Meanwhile, other people know who they are. They say, I, phone. I'm, I am a phone. They say, who are we? You say, who are we? You are you. It's amazing. But sacrifice a little. Build that thing a little. I say, sacrifice and build that thing a little. Before... I mean, small profit that came in the business, you have started wearing clothes that you can't afford. You want to be like somebody else. When you see your next door neighbor, when you see the car they are driving, you also want to go and buy some. Sacrifice and build. Sacrifice and build. When you finish building, it will be profitable to you. In John chapter 12, Jesus is now preparing to go and die. Because Jesus received a WhatsApp message that the devil had gotten into Judas and Judas was planning to betray him. So from John chapter 12, getting to the end of the chapter, he starts to prepare for his death. So verse 23, he tells them that the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Then 24, he explains to them why he has... I'm explaining to you why sacrifice is foolishness around, but we still have to do it. He explains to his disciples why he has to die. And then he said... Except a grain of verily, verily, I say unto you, except a grain of corn fall to the ground and dies, it abides alone. If you are not ready to sacrifice, you will be alone. Be alone. I remember when I was in the other side of the country, I had people, I paid their rent. I, I buy food for them. I give them clothes. I mean, people who, their survival depends on me. When I left, the people who had come, the new regime, they wanted to keep the people. I said, it comes at the cost. Are you ready to pay the price? So, yeah, we are able. We can, I said, over to you. The people ran away. Yeah. Because you don't know what it cost me. I told you the other day, I've jumped somebody's wall before in a township. At dawn. Even my wife didn't know she was sleeping. She thought I was in there praying. And yes, I was in the living room praying. When I, it just, I had a feeling that something bad was going to happen. So I took my phone and I called a certain brother. I said, are you asleep? He said, I'm not asleep. I said, I'll pick you from your house in 10 minutes time. I drove to his house. Picked him up. Went to another sister's house. I've been calling the sister the whole weekend. No response. Then at dawn, when I woke up to pray, she, had, she sent me a message. And the, the way the I want to thank you for everything that you have done for me. For this, for that. I said, ah, it's not Father's Day. It's not, um, it's not Christmas Day. It's not Valentine's Day. So why are you sending me such? And it's not, neither is it my birthday. Why are you sending me such a message? I put two and two together. I said, something bad is about to happen. I drove to the house. We knock on the gate, no response. The brother was busy knocking. I I said, look, this thing is a waste of time. By the time he blinked his eye and opened his eye, I was inside the house. He couldn't believe it. I, I, look. I mean, I was born in exile. So you can imagine somebody born in exile, jumping a wall in a township. So, even when they catch me, one, they have to beat me as a thief. 
and also beat me as a foreigner. I mean, these are two grievous. All of them lead to death. The end of these two cases is death. The only thing that can rescue you is police intervention. I jumped the wall. Bang on her door. She opened the door. When she opened the door, she had dismantled her mobile phone into pieces as though she's doing an experiment. Broken it into small pieces. Yeah. Just about to commit suicide when I came in. Today, when I do my finger like this, you see her going like this. When I do like this, she goes like that. Then you come on a Friday afternoon because it's Good Friday. You also come and do your finger like that. She will take a cane and you are lucky you are far away. Yeah, I said you are lucky. She will slap you into another skin color, you'll be shocked. Sacrifice, you become fruitful. Jesus said, if it falls to the ground and it dies, it brings forth much fruit. If you fall, dying represents sacrificing. If you sacrifice, immediately you see that you have so many people. So many people. Because people are moved by people who sacrifice. You have so many people. But if you will not sacrifice, this church will never be full and it's not a curse. If we don't sacrifice. But if we sacrifice and we say, look, for the next three years, we are all building. We will sacrifice sleep. We will sacrifice time. We will sacrifice money. We will sacrifice our comfort. We will follow up people at places that, I mean, you can't imagine. A place that when you get, when you drive your car, the tracker will call you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have tracker? Let me not ask for security reasons. Have you driven your car somewhere that tracker has called you before? Yes. When you are doing church and your car hasn't gone somewhere, for tracker is always calling me. Hey, tracker! Oh, they are, they, tracker is my most faithful church member. They are always calling me. We take the car there. The tracker will go. Are you the one driving the car? We have seen that your car has entered somewhere too deep. Are you the one driving the car? Do you know about it? Are you safe? Then you see that, yes, you are now doing ministry. You walk on a street to do follow-up. When you are going, you are looking. Anybody you see, the person is suspicious. <laughs> Especially in this Easter season. You don't know whether it's Barabbas or anybody. You'll be looking at, is it Barabbas? Yeah. Anybody you see is suspicious. The whole area is suspicious. If you don't know, but Barabbas is the thief that they were supposed to crucify. Then they said, no, let's kill Jesus rather. Yeah, but don't worry, he's dead. Recently he died. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, even if they didn't kill him, old age will kill him. <laughs> number next one, number three. I've given you one. I've given you two. What's the first one? Power. Number two is what? When you sacrifice, room is created for you. When you sacrifice, room is created for you. Room is created for you. Room is created for you. Anybody who sacrifices, they make a room for the person. 
The person occupies an office. The place is made for you. In 1 Kings 19 verse 16, the Bible says that, And thou shalt anoint Jehu. God was speaking to Elijah. Elijah, he said, Thou shalt anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, from Abel Meholah. Hey, God is going to look. If God can locate somebody in a place called Abel Meholah, then Peter Marisbeck is a small place to find you. God will locate somebody one of these days. It says, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat from Abel Meholah, thou shalt anoint to be prophet in thy place, in thy room, in thy place. Anybody who sacrifices room is created for them. You can never be president in this country for maybe the next 20, 30 years or more if you were not in the struggle. All the struggle heroes must die. The people who sacrifice, they must die before we give you a chance. Yeah. I mean, you may be criticizing Zuma right now, but you don't know what he did during the struggle. Yeah, that's what gave him a right. You don't know what Mr. Mbeki did. Hey, Mr. Mbeki was not in the country. It was a sacrifice. For him to be out of the country all his life, in preparation to be president of South Africa. He's the only trained president of South Africa. Yeah, Kabu Mbeki is the only trained president of South Africa. He was, he was trained specially to be... Pre- it was already planned that power would be handed over to you. Then when you, when, when you are there, you remove the one that you are trained, then you bring the dancer and the musician. It's also good. It's also very good. But a sacrifice. You will never get a chance. You have to sacrifice. Anytime you sacrifice, room is made for you. In the church, room is made for you. There are two things that may give you an office or give you a room. Number one is sacrifice. Number two is your gift. Proverbs 18, 16. Bible says, a man's gift will make room. It maketh room for him and brings him before kings. Your gift. So if you have a gift, you even have to sacrifice to develop it. Where is the girl who was saying, where is Madeline? Are you Madeline? You have a gift. You are singing. You have to sacrifice to develop it. Yeah. It's not everybody who has a nice voice who can sing. You can sing Kosisikelele Africa. You can sing Shosholoza. But intelligent songs, you can't sing it. Even the words of the song alone. It's, I mean, there are some of you you can sing. You can only sing Zulu songs. Oh yeah. Oh pastor, but the other day. I mean, if we tell, if we welcome you now to come and sing, all you will sing on the stage is bom 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 You see that the guy knows me very well. All you will sing is what? Bom 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 when we give you an English song to sing, you will start to sing the English song in Zulu. 
I'm not talking about translation. When you see Jesus, you will say Jesus. Jesus. That is, that is Zulu deep. It is because of people like you. That's why when I heard that song, Umu Jehovah, Evula Minyang, I wasn't sure. So by the time I realized I was singing, Google Jehovah, Evula Minyang, go Google Jehovah to open. I, I thought you were singing English. When we give you either song, you have to settle down to learn the words. Yeah, you have to sacrifice to learn the words. When she stands up there to sing the song, look, I sat here, I said, I said to myself, this girl is a very intelligent girl. Very intelligent girl. Yeah. And as as I sat here, she was singing, she sang on Sunday, she was singing, yes, I said, this girl is a very intelligent girl. Because you can't put all these words. What did you sing yesterday? Uh No, the one that you said, your brothers and your sisters. Jesus. Let's sing. He said, "Do it, okay." I'm singing through here. It's good to see home, mm-hmm. your, brothers your brothers and your sisters, sisters have been have here, been here all, all along. We've been waiting for your brother, and now we close the tears to see you coming back home. Look, Cinderella, if she doesn't come in three months, she shouldn't come again. Yeah, if she doesn't come in three months, she shouldn't come again. Yeah. Yeah. You, look, you have to sacrifice. You have to even sacrifice your... Look, to sing, eh, to sing... Eh, she sings exactly the way Ida sings the song. Yeah, I'm not saying she sings at that level. She sings. Ex- you listen to a song because when the key, when when the thing goes high, you say it's too high. I won't stretch my voice. Be there. Yeah. So a room. I said what? A room is being made for her. You have a gift. It makes a room for. You. Now you have to sacrifice and get better and better and better so that you stay in your room. Yeah. yeah. Sit down before somebody proposes to you. Elisha had the room as a prophet. When Jezebel started to kill prophets, Elijah said that, look, God, this job you have given me to do, it has become too dangerous. They are killing people. Have you heard of a certain lady who has come to town? Her name is Jezebel. That's how she was stammering before, before God. Jezebel. She's killing everybody. Jezebel is too dangerous. Yeah. So this work God that you have given me is a risk to my life. Why did you say we should come to church in the evening? It's now very dangerous to come in the evening. It, we, we can't come. When he said that thing, God said, you know something? It's okay. No problem. No problem. No problem. I'm going to send you an email. Now, now, now. Wait for the email. You will know what to do. Then he sent him First Kings 19 verse 16. He said, and thou shalt anoint Jehu the son of Nimshi. 
king over Israel. He said, I'm changing the king to start. I'll deal with this Jezebel problem. It's not a problem. I'm bringing a tired, a wild guy. His name is Jehu. He will kill Ahab and all this Jezebel guy. But when I finish, you will still, you will not be prophet. Then he said, you yourself, now you are complaining. Go and anoint Elisha to be what? Prophet. Not one of the prophets around. Go and anoint him to be prophet in your room. Anytime we have the chance to sacrifice and we don't want to sacrifice, God immediately starts to plan our replacement. May God not replace you. I said, may God not replace you. Sometimes you just have to sacrifice and tolerate somebody around you a little. Tolerate your name. You are sitting by your neighbor. I mean, he went to work. He couldn't bath before he came. And yesterday also, I mean, the way it was, he was tired when he got home. So he didn't bath and he woke up late. So it's like it's a compilation. It's like compressed. I mean, it's like the, the smell is crystallized. Ammonium, caproic, it's all crystallized like that. And the person is sitting by you. Just sacrifice and sit after all. The preaching is almost finished. You start to shout and disgrace the fellow. The fellow can't stay in the church again. God immediately starts to make a plan. I have to replace this one. May you never be replaced. Yes. Bible says Judas, his bishopric was taken from him. It says take his bishopric from him. He's one who has obtained a portion of this ministry. But take his bishopric from him and give it to another. May a room be created for you. Amen. Look, singers are one of the people who are easily replaced. If you are a singer, be very... If you ask the girl was singing, I, look, my, the best singer I've ever been with, she's called Cinderella. And I've put an embargo. Her 90 days begins from today. If she doesn't come, that's it. Begins from today. I gave her the name Cinderella. Because she's like a storybook girl. It's like a girl that you are reading the storybook, then you find her inside. Yeah, that type of girl. She can make anybody happy. Yeah. When I'm bored, one day I was bored with this guy. I wanted to even kill him. Yeah, that's been the story. Whether directly or indirectly. I've just not been successful. So when they saw, we had a dinner. I don't want to go into the details of the beast. When they saw that I was angry, then they, 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 everybody backed away. Then they went to bring... Okay. Two minutes did it, but they said I was smiling, <laughs> laughing all over there. I'd forgotten that I was bored. Yeah. But I put an embargo on it. 90 days. If you see her, you can tell her. 90 days doesn't come, then that's it. Yeah. We just go forward. God, even God, he has replaced Elijah. There was no prophet like Elijah. The guy just appeared in the Bible. He just opened the book. First Kings 17, and Elijah. I mean, he's the only person in the Bible. He has no beginning in the Bible. He just appeared in the Bible. I mean, he just came on the scene. When he came, he was, I mean, he was already a prophet. He just, I mean, you can't believe it. He just appeared in the Bible, started to do miracles. You can't understand. God replaced him. May you see, sacrifice where you are. Sacrifice where you are. 
Finally, sacrifice releases glory. It releases glory. It releases glory. It releases glory. I'm closing. Glory. The church will be filled with so much glory if we will sacrifice. When Moses, Moses in Leviticus 9, maybe this will be my last scripture. Leviticus 9, the Bible talk, I think verse 20, Aaron, Bible says, and they took the fat of the breast and they gave it as a burnt offering. But the breast at the right time, verse 21, Aaron gave, waved as a wave offering. And Aaron stretched forth his hand to the people and blessed them. And he gave the sin offering, the bent offering, and the peace offering. And as Moses had commanded. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of meeting. And they came and they blessed the people. And Bible says when they blessed the people, the glory of the Lord came down in that place. After they had, they gave four types of offerings. They gave the wave offering, they gave the sin offering, they gave the bent offering, and then they gave the peace offering. Anytime we give an offering, we are buying glory from God. Yeah. Yeah. When they gave it, the glory of the Lord. Verse 24, Bible says, and the fire of, of fire from heaven came down and burnt or consumed the offering. May fire come down in this church one of these days. I believe tomorrow is one of the nights that fire will come down in this place. I wish I could tell you a story. My time is up. Solomon. Let me tell you about Solomon. Solomon built the temple. They made a sacrifice. The Bible says the glory of the Lord. It broke out in that place. The glory was so, Second Corinthians, Second Chronicles 5, the glory was so powerful that the priest could not minister. Nobody could stand in the church. Nobody could stand in the church. Nobody could stand in the church. So much presence. Sacrifice releases glory. Glory is from the word. Zoe is what? Life. Sozo is what? Salvation. Doxa is what? Glory. It means beauty, beauty. Young lady, what you need on your life is not a, 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 an exhibition of your breast. It's, it's the glory of God. That's what you need. Yeah. It's not that you wear, you have put a tattoo at your here. I don't know where here is called, your waistline. A tattoo. Now, let me ask you a question. When people make a tattoo, they want people to see it. So where you have, even let's forget about tattoos, whether they are good or bad. But where you have gone to put the tattoo, you are forced to show the tattoo. Because, I mean, and I know as I'm preaching, usually anytime I preach and this window comes to my mind, there's somebody wearing a tattoo like that. Oh yeah, fine protocol will not allow us to inspect. But you will see that people have a tattoo. One day I was preaching, a girl was arguing with me over something. I said, I will, you, I will, I will, I'm going to sleep when I wake up. I have a revelation about you. She didn't believe. When I slept, I had a dream. In the dream, there was a man with hair on his chest in the middle of her room. Yeah. 
when I met her the next day, I said, this. the next morning I went to her house. I didn't even meet her. I went to her house. When I went there, there was a man in the room with hair on his chest. Sunday morning. Sitting on the bed. So he said, what's the one room I've come? So there's a man, hairy man with hair on his chest. I mean, hair. I mean, like a gorilla. Hair. I close with this story, folks. No, I'm not going to have a dream about it. I'm just saying. Let's finish this with this one. Second Samuel 6. In Second Samuel 6, we are not going to read. I'll just tell you a story. In Second Samuel 6, it's a fantastic story about the glory of God. The ark of God was in the house of Ahinada. Thank you. And Abinadad had the ark of God and David said that they should go and bring the ark of God to the city of David. So they went out to bring the ark of God. And when they went out to bring the ark of God, as they were bringing the ark, the ark wobbled. And it was trying to fall down. When they got to Uzzah's threshing floor, it wobbled and it was trying to fall. In verse 6, the Bible says, Uzzah stretched forth his hand to hold the ark of God. And the Lord smote him there. So he tried to hold the glory of God. The ark of God represents the presence of God. It represents the glory of God. It represents the beauty of God. He stretched his hand to just... The thing was falling. He stretched his hand to hold it and God killed him same time. Don't joke with the glory of God. Tomorrow I'm expecting the glory of God in this place. When David saw verse 7, Bible says, and David was displeased with what God had done because God had struck Uzzah. And he named the place Pereuza. Because that's where God killed Uzzah. And he said, look, this ark of God is very dangerous. It kills people. I can't bring it into my house anymore. An ark that when you are playing around and you touch it, it will kill you in my house. At, at least me, I've seen it, so I may not touch it. But I have all these sons in my house, Absalom, uh, Abinadab, all these guys, they are in the house. They are all the Daniel. All these boys are there. They don't respect. By the time I realize they've gone to touch this ark, by the time I see my children are dying. So this ark cannot come to my house again. So he looked in the congregation there. He saw there's a very stubborn church member. His name was Obedidon. When you go home, go and read the story. The Bible is a very interesting, it's like a movie. The way you read the Bible, that's why it's boring to you. The Bible is like a movie. He saw a very stubborn church member doesn't pay tithe. It's always shouting at the back, doesn't respect, comes to church very late. David said, aha. And on top, his wife is very rude. David said, yes, I have found a solution to this problem. Let the ark of God go to the house of this Obedidom guy. At least after two months, the ark will deal with all of them. I'm sure his children, they will go and be touched. Is it real? Is God here? Then the ark will kill all of them. So they took the ark to the house of Obedidom. But in the store, Bible says, when the ark went into the house of Obedidom, the Lord blessed Obedidom. And it was told look, Obedidom took the risk. Because, I mean, can you imagine, Doné, that we are walking, we are carrying this chair. Come, come. We are carrying this chair. Take your time. You are going to touch it. Did you hear that? Uza died. Anybody who touches it dies. Then Bishop says that, you know something? 
we were bringing it to the church, but he has changed his mind. It should go to your house. He said, let it go to Obedidom's house. Obedidom thought about it. Maybe if it comes, it will kill us all. But he, he, he thought about it and said, well, it has to go to somebody's house. The home cell has to go to somebody's house. We have to use somebody's car anyway. Yes, it's a very dangerous trip. It's through the mountains. But we have to use somebody's car anyway. So if my car has been chosen, then let's use it. So they took his, the ark into Obedidom's house. He took the risk. He paid the price. Bible says, and the Lord blessed Obedidom. He blessed Obedidom to the point that even the king was told. Bible says, and it was told unto David that the Lord had blessed the house of Obedidom. David said, what? They, they, it was Friday. They came to tell David, you remember Obedidom? He said, oh yeah, has he died yet? He said, no, 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 he's not dead. So, is he sick? Is he in the hospital? He said, no. He said, ah, what has happened? Is he in a coma? No. What has happened? He said, the Lord has blessed him. He said, what? He said, he has changed that his car that is always coughing. The car coughs as though it has tuberculosis. He has changed it. He's now driving a nice BMW, the latest BMW. That's what Obedidom is driving. And his wife is driving an Audi. David said, what? He said, oh, it's a lie. Maybe it's a loan they've gone to take. But as for his children by now, they are there. They said, no, his children are now going to school. They used to go to school at Northern Middle School. Now they are at Marisbeck Boys. That's where college, Marisbeck College, that's where they are going to school. International schools and things. Their friends are white people and all. Play, now they are playing rugby. Before they used to play uh, with, uh, uh, they, they used to play Guaraquara. Uh, uh, now they are playing rugby and all these things. One just came from Amsterdam on a tour. David said, what? He said, wow. Bring me that ark. Quickly. Quickly. Bible says, and David rose up. And went to the house. He took the people of Israel and went to the house of Obedidom. To go and collect his ark. To go and collect the glory of the when they took the ark, verse 13, the Bible says, and after every six paces, they made a sacrifice. Every six paces. So, they were carrying the ark. When they moved, one, two, three, four, five, six, then they all stop. Then they make a sacrifice. One, two, three, four, five, six. Can you imagine from Obedidom's house all the way to the city of David how many sacrifices they made before they got to? That is the day when they... That's, you see, you must have a reason for what you do. I always wondered how David was able to dance for all his clothes to fall off. It was because of this thing. When he, when he saw the way God blessed Obedidom, and he pictured that, look, if I'm able to bring this ark to my house, the type of blessing that I'm going to operate in is worth dancing for all my clothes to fall off. That's the day, verse 40. And Bible said, and David danced and his clothes fell off. Then Michal asked him, how glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself like one of the servants in front of the handmaidens of his servants. 
like a, like a bond servant uncovered himself. Then David got angry. He said, you don't know what you are talking about. I've just brought the glory of God to, to into this city. You are asking me why I'm dancing to her. I'm covered with the glory of God. Forget about my clothes. But because of what you have said, you will never have a baby till you die. Be careful you don't marry a guy called David. No, no, no. He doesn't take nonsense. You don't know if you joke with God, he will curse you now. Yeah, now, 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 now. No, no, no. He told him, look, it's because of these things your father was doing. That's why God replaced him and he made me king. It's this my dancing. That's what God knew. He made me king. Look, may God fill your life with glory. May he fill the church with beauty. May the church be filled with so much beauty and so much glory because the people of God will sacrifice, will give up something. Please. My God. Some of you in the university, when you finish university, you have to sacrifice to stay in this place. Yeah. Hey, I have plans of going to Johannesburg. Please sit down before your legs get tired. I have plans of going to Johannesburg. I have plans of going to Deban. Uh, yeah, Deban is allowed. I have plans of going to this place. Some of you will have to sacrifice and go to a place that has no name. God will find you there and bless you there. God will bless you there. Let his glory show. Hey, I mean, if you think about it, some of us will have better opportunities in different places. But sacrifice and be somewhere. God's glory will visit you there. We will be sitting here, we will hear that in one of the corners of KZN, God has built a church with 3,000 members. And we'll look, we'll say, who's the pastor over there? They'll say, there's a slim guy, his name is Musa. He's spitting out the anointing like a man spitted spittle from his mouth. But if you are not ready to sacrifice or to give up something, to lose something, you will not see the glory of God. I pray for everybody under the sound of my as we close, that the spirit of sacrifice will consume us like he consumed Jesus that he gave up his life and God also exalted him that at the mention of his name every nation may that be your story in Jesus name stand to your feet let's share a word of prayer as we go lift up your hands wherever you are and just pray right now and say Lord help me to sacrifice help me thank you for showing me the benefits the things that we would derive from sacrificing. The things that we will get as we sacrifice. Help me to be one that will give up something. That will give up something for the ministry to go further. Will give up something to build your house. Will give up something to build the kingdom. Will give up something to develop the gift and the talent you have given to me. Will give up something. Will give up something. Just as you bless the house of Obedidom, I know for a fact that as I sacrifice, you will bless me. You will bless me. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. I will open up my heart, ready for your holy fire. 
will let you into my mind and into my soul. I pledge in my life, serving you is my desire. I will be holding back and all, responding to your call. I will open up my heart, ready for your holy fire. I will let you into my mind and into my soul. Pledging my life, serving you is my desire. I will be holding back at all. Responding to your call. Father, with every hand lifted up, Father, thank you for every hand that is here tonight. Help us to give up what we must give up. That room will be made for us. Help us to pay the price that your glory will be revealed in this place. Help us to sacrifice that we will become fruitful. Above all, let power be released as we become obedient children who will give up the things we must give up in our lives. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. You are here tonight. You are not well in any part of your body. Receive your healing right now. Receive the power. May the power of God hit you right now, wherever you are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Receive your healing wherever you are right now. Right now. Right now. God is healing strange diseases. The Spirit of the Lord is moving in this place. God is healing strange diseases. Right now, there's somebody here under the sound of my voice. God is stretching his hand to you right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Right now. Taking a deep breath right now, wherever you are, receive the power of God. Right now, right now, He's coming upon you. He's coming upon you. Thank 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 you. Receive a touch right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, just thank God for a touch. Thank God. Just thank God. Just thank God. Father, we thank you. Thank you for a revelation of things to come. Thank you for a revelation of things to come. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for your power. 
Thank you for your healing. Thank you for the balm of Gilead that brings restoration and healing to your people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Tomorrow is a miracle service. We are going to be having miracle services on Good Fridays. So tomorrow, that's why I said tomorrow, let's start early. So we can start by 7 o'clock, we've started preaching. Because tomorrow I'm expecting... Bible says in Joel chapter 2, it says, I will do wonders in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Tomorrow, God will do wonders in this place. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. My God, don't travel. Be around. God is going to do something spectacular in this place. To his glory. He's going to reveal his glory in this place. Don't miss it for all the rice in China. Let us close. You are here tonight. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I know in my heart I am not born again. Somebody invited me. I know that when I die, I will not go to heaven. You are here like that. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your right hand. I just want to pray with you quickly. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I will pray with you. I will pray with you. I'll pray with you. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. If your hand is up, come to me in the front quickly as we close and I'll pray with you. Your hand is up. Come to me. Don't be shy. Come to me, my sister. My sister, don't be shy. Come to me. Come to Jesus. Pray this prayer with me if you are in front. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Wonderful. Father, thank you for these ones in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our sister going over there, she has something special. Look at me, look at me, look at me. A sister going over there, waving her hand. You were there yesterday, okay. You were not there. Just just go. You know, no, something good is about to happen over there. Don't worry. Don't worry, Sissy. We are not going anywhere. You'll be here. We'll be here when you come back. Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed tonight? Put your hands together for the Lord. You may be seated, please. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message. By Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Pritchard Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.